Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show with your chance to be heard. Give your opinion, bash on the liberals, even make fun of the wacky left. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 949, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome to the program. I'm Andy Griffin. Thank you for tuning in and turning on the program. I'm some very loyal listeners. I love every one of you. Thank you so much because, uh, well, if you stop listening, I wouldn't have a job anymore. You know, we make my house payment and stuff like that. I have a friend who just uh, just got a house up in Salt Lake City. Uh, it was, I don't know the exact square footage. Not huge, though. Maybe... 3,000 square feet, pretty big, but not, not huge, not, you know, like, not like a six, 7,000 square foot house. Uh, the house is older, built in the late 80s, mid to late 80s, and uh, that house was, uh, well, they had an asking price of, get this, 630 something thousand dollars, uh, no, 530 something thousand dollars, and the house went for about 600 uh, just, I mean, there, I don't want to diminish the, the house, but, uh, it went for, uh, what five years ago, maybe two ninety, you know, maybe two, two fifty to two ninety, And they got 600, $600,000 for it. Craziness. Uh, this is the Andy Griffin show again. A welcome. I know house prices are crazy right now and, and I feel bad. Young people want to buy a house and, I don't know how they can do it. Uh, this uh, we estimate the payments going to be about three thousand a month on that house. By the way, for those the people that bought it, so uh, I guess you better hope your job, your wages keep up with the uh, the cost of inflation because things are going crazy right now. I believe we have on the line Steve Rogers. Is this Steve? Yes, sir. Hi, Andy. I think I'm a little late. My apologies to you. No worries. I I was I was a little bit concerned. Obviously, I, you know I do open lines usually on Friday, so I was prepared with some stuff. But I was really excited about having you on, and I'm glad to have you here now. Steve is a former U.S. Navy officer with the Office of Naval Intelligence, a former FBI National Joint Terrorism Task Force member, a retired police lieutenant in New Jersey. Right, New Jersey is that right? That's right. Thank you. And currently the president of Club America Winning Coalition. Steve, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to take people's phone calls later on in the program. But right now, I just wanted to spend a couple of minutes getting to know you. Tell tell me kind of what what makes you tick right now, Steve. Well, what's making me tick, as you said, we have an organization called Campaign for America. And we're traveling around the country uh, speaking about uh, America. And we're launching an aggressive uh, uh, assault, if you will, on the Chinese Communist Party and the socialists that have uh, attempted to take over our lives from local school boards all the way to the White House. So we're kind of taking Ronald Reagan's playbook, and we're doing what he did back in the uh, 50s up until he uh, left the presidency. So we're all in it for our great and lovely country, and uh, we expect, to, as President Trump has always said, win, win, win. We are uh, here in St. George, Utah, a very conservative town. At least we, we have been. We are getting a lot of a big influx of people moving out of those, you know, those uh, other states, uh, uh, want, wanting to get away from and, and unfortunately bringing some of their uh, cockeyed values with them, some of them, not all of them. But uh, so, so we are, are certainly aware of uh, some of the stuff that's going on. I thought maybe if you had a minute, you could talk about, first of all, your personal history and what, what, why you've arrived at where you are now, Steve. 
Well, uh, first I'll, I'll share with you directly why I have arrived where I am, because uh, I certainly believe in the power of prayer. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe that there's a God above who gives us a call, and his calling for me was to get where I am now. Now, I started as a uh, police officer, uh, worked my way up through the ranks, and after 38 years, uh, retired as a detective lieutenant commander. Uh, then, at the same time, I joined the uh, U.S. Naval Reserves uh, 25 years, uh, and then retired as a lieutenant commander working for the Office of Naval Intelligence. Uh, did a lot of work in tracking down terrorist activity to protect our country. Uh, ran for office in New Jersey, won uh, two terms in the city council, I believe in term limits, so I walked away after the second term. And during that time, I had the opportunity to meet uh, then-businessman Trump from New York. Uh, had a nice chat with him and his team. Came on board as an advisory board member of his uh, campaign, both in 16 and in 20. Uh, tra- traveled around the country campaigning for President Trump. And then... Uh, at the present time, I am now uh, working on Campaign for America and still working with the president's team uh, to advance his America First agenda. So I could just thank the good Lord, the Holy Spirit of God, for guiding me. I'm not perfect, believe me. I'm, you know, not the, I, I sometimes liken myself I'm the King David when I mess up, but <laughs> I get a notice. I get a notice from heaven. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can I can completely relate with you on that one. Uh, you know, I've. I've actually even read an article recently and it, and and the gist of the article was ah, it doesn't matter who's president because uh you know it, it's the it's the system anyway the the system is the problem can you talk about that a little bit with your experiences with president trump and now we're looking at what's happening happening with our our current administration can you address that a little bit steve sure well you know the system is made up of the people uh if people do not go out to vote then they're going to be given a system that they are not in favor of uh, President Donald Trump uh, broke the back of the old system, and the old system was what? It was uh, give out political favors. It was yeah. all about money. You know, it was all about uh, corruption. Well, well, he comes along, and, and, and he breaks that. He broke it in, in many, many pieces. And the little guy, as I make reference to Main Street USA, finally had a voice. And uh, we still have that voice. And the movement still continues. And so what we have to do, and, and Reagan said it best, uh, it begins in the dining at the dining room table. We have to be able to sit in our homes, uh, reflect on what's going on now, and then not only get our family engaged, but our communities engaged in doing what? Getting involved. Yeah. Run for your local school boards. Run for your city councils. Run for office, and then support those who support a conservative agenda. So that's that's what we need to do, and we're beginning to do that now successfully. You know, I I, uh, I have found to much to my uh, actually delight that there is an undercurrent of young people too who, uh, I, I mean, right now you and I are a little bit older. We kind of get this feeling like, well, the young people are they're all you know all these millennials, all these young people, Gen Z, Gen whatever Gen we're on, uh, all they care about is is you know liberalism and and uh, free stuff and and caring for every uh, blade of grass. And but I found actually, Steve. Uh, some young people, people in their 20s who are like, you know what, I'm tired of all this. I want to get back to what America was built upon. And that's, a, you know, hard work and believing in our country and believing in each other. It's been kind of a nice surprise. Have you found that among young people? Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have. But, but I'll tell you where everyone, all of your listeners could find thousands and thousands of those people. Mm-hmm. Look at our U.S. military. Those young men and women are patriots. They volunteer to serve their country. They're never talked about. There's no advertisements other than there's a war. 
But uh, these are the individuals, the young people of America, like we always had, who are standing up for this country. And then you have those who, uh, you know, they leave the military, and they're the ones that will be running for office, and they're the ones that are going to be stepping up and speaking out. But I'll tell you what I've noticed. Very interesting you bring this up. When I get around, I wear my uh, military baseball cap. You know, us guys who retire wear those caps. Mine, yeah, says, yeah, USS yeah. Ron- Mine says USS Ronald Reagan, uh, U.S. Navy on it. Nice. I have now more than ever had young people come up to me, and I'm talking about people from 15 to, to, to 30 coming up to me, thanking me for my service and at times saluting me. That has never happened before wow. uh, like it is happening now. So there's the story. So if we get our message out. And, 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 and we have to get our school districts, for example, to start teaching about our Constitution, our history, get back to civics. Uh, we're going to see those numbers grow and grow and grow. But yeah, I see it happening. There's hope. There's always hope. Awesome. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a, an undercurrent of, of people, uh, you know, you, you hear it from the mainstream media about how, uh, well, you know, we, we don't care about the military anymore and, and police, you know, defund the police and get rid of all that. It's good to hear you say that. It's good. I know I taught my kids that, you know, the first person you look for uh, if you have a situation is a police officer or, or a fireman and uh, the people that you need to thank is uh, anybody that's, that's served in the military. We have a city councilman here. Uh, Brian Smethurst, who uh, is a career, 36 years in the military. And, uh, you know, I got to talk to him a little bit last night. And, you know, he served a little bit of time in Afghanistan and some other scary places. And I'm like, Brian, thank you. And he's like, you know what? It actually really was my pleasure to serve my country. I love that kind of attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I I miss it. I miss the Navy, you know, and even the police department, young men and women. I went on when I was 20-something years old. You, You don't look at the money, but you look at serving serving God and serving your country. And unfortunately, we don't hear about that very much. But shows like yours, we're talking about now people are hearing about it. So, you know, it it inspires people uh, to to hear those stories. And I think it's important that, you know, although Joe Biden and that whole crew talk about a dark winter, well, you know, the, the Bible, our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence talks about what Reagan talked about, that shining city upon a hill. And nobody's going to put that light out as far as we're concerned. How do we, Steve, have a good attitude, though, when we keep hearing it from the media and from our current president? Oh, you know, things are, are pretty terrible right now. And we, we apologize for the way we've acted. And, I mean, it, it almost is like Joe Biden and, and his ilk are ashamed of our country. And we hear it over and over and over again. It, it makes me angry, but I don't know what to do about it. Well, here's what we can do. Uh, we take over the conversation. Uh, let them do all the talking they want. We tune them out, and we turn on what we're saying. Now, how do we turn on what we're saying? Well, we turn on to your radio broadcast. We turn on to other media outlets who are willing to take a step out and say, look, this is what our country is all about. But I've learned through our campaign for America, for example. I have a a, a broadcast once a week. We're on social media. I've seen our uh, viewership, for example, grow from uh, 500 to 100. 10,000 tops. Wow. Uh, our, our, our emails, my Twitter account from two, 300 to now over 40,000. So people are looking for what? Leadership. And they're looking for people like you are to step up, to speak out. So we take over the conversation. And before you know it, they're going to be tuning out the dark winter and they're going to be looking towards that light. And you and I, what's the Bible say? We are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Well, let's use that light, all right? And let's shine it upon all of our fellow countrymen. Of course, they're looking for it. All we got to do is turn it on. 
Phone number for the show is 673-5890. If you want to call in, we'd love to hear from you. Text line 435-467-5842. I just got a text, Steve. Uh, somebody said, what, what a great guest. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about your Navy intelligence experience? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, when I came into the uh, Navy as a, as a young uh, enlisted guy, uh, I had to take a uh, board of uh, officers exam. But it was a pretty tough uh, rigorous program, but I got commissioned an officer. And uh, during that early days, my job was I was uh, helping command the unit to take down the Soviet Union. Uh, we did a lot of work, uh, a lot of work to uh, uh, gather intelligence and information on Soviet leaders, on the Soviet military. And needless to say, uh, history now tells us that the work we did did a lot uh, yeah. to bring them down. Then when the, the Soviet Union fell, well, the new mission was what? After 9-11 to go after terrorists. Yeah. And I could tell you that, that the work that we did, the FBI, the CIA, and every national security agency, including, by the way, your local police, which you never hear about with regard to terrorism unless there's an attack, uh, the information and intelligence that they gathered uh, made sure that we did not up to this day, and I hope to God never have another 9-11. Uh, so that was my time in the Navy, and uh, I'm, I'm just so thankful I was able to serve in that capacity. Did they, uh, when you say, you know, gathering research and, 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 uh, and kind of trying to figure out where they are and what they're doing, what, what, is, what does that mean on a daily basis? What were you doing? Was it a lot of computer work or, or field work or what? Well, both. Uh, a lot of field work, uh, a lot of uh, computer work, yes. And, you know, you're meeting with uh, other intelligence agencies. You're doing a lot of analysis, uh, comparing notes, comparing information, trying to separate what's not credible and actionable with the information that is credible and actionable. Uh, so it was a 24-7 job. It was not eight hours a day go home. I, I can remember working 24 hours straight uh, uh, because of the, um, uh, the magnitude of some problems we were facing as a country and trying to prevent attacks. But it was a great uh, team effort from the local cop right all the way to the national security agencies that we read about and hear about on TV. I'm guessing, I mean, obviously you got paid, but I'm guessing your motivation when you were doing this had nothing to do with the paycheck. Well, not at all, because, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that when your country is in serious danger, uh, you don't even think about anything else but uh, protecting your freedoms and protecting the, uh, the future of our country. And what really uh, uh, moved me when I, I took a trip to Israel, and my goodness, uh, everybody there was armed. Kids were armed, trained to use weapons in the event of uh, terrorists coming into their cities. Yeah. I don't want to see America like that. Yeah. I, I, I want our freedom secured. So, yeah, paychecks had nothing to do with it, and the amount of uh, hours didn't bother us. We, I'll tell you what, when I was in Italy, we had a lot of cappuccino uh, uh, to keep <laughs> us up. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, we, you, you, serve, you serve to protect. You don't serve to uh, receive. Can you believe, Steve, uh, in September it will be have been 20 years since the 9-11 attacks? It's hard to believe, isn't it? It, it is. It is. Uh, and uh, I'm sure all of us, some way, were impacted, had friends. I, I have police officer friends who were killed uh, at 9-11. Uh, but, you know, we're here, aren't we? We're still free. We're, we're still liberty. Yeah. We're still the shining city upon a hill. They're not going to be able to ever destroy this country. But we must keep this in mind. It was Khrushchev who said... We won't have to fire one shot. They will destroy themselves from within. Just always keep that in mind, and let's make sure that we step up, speak out, uh, get involved, protect our constitutional rights, uh, and you know what? We're going we're gonna to be just fine. And always keep this nation in prayer. 
Now, uh, yeah, well said. Uh, New Jersey, you were, you were a police uh, lieutenant there in New Jersey. Tell us about that a little bit. By the way, my wife is from South Jersey. I'm guessing you're probably the other end of the state. Yeah, I'm up in North Jersey. We're, we are in a very difficult situation here. Uh, we have a governor that has latched on to a socialist agenda. Oh, boy. Rights have been taken away. Uh, I mean, really, rights have been taken away. Churches closed down. Uh, right now, they're lessening it up, but but uh, I could tell you, as across the country, uh, police recruitment is down. Police academies are empty. Retirements are high. Uh, we've got serious problems here. Uh, but saying that, we still have people uh, who are standing up and saying enough is enough. And I'm beginning to see more and more of the PTA groups, the PTO groups, you know, grassroots America, really standing up and saying it. we had enough. And so we're, we're bouncing back here. And uh, we're going to continue to do it. We're going to win. It's going to take time, courage, strength, fight, wisdom, and prayer. But we're going to do it. What does America winning mean? You're the the president of the club there. Tell us a little more about that and maybe how we can help out. Okay. Well, uh, I'm president and founder of Campaign for America. That's campaign the number four America. And uh, we're campaign. I tell people this. I go out and I say, I want to introduce to you my candidate, the one I endorse. And I take out the American flag, and I let him see old glory. Here is our candidate right here. And we go around the country speaking to all kinds of civic organizations, church organizations, anybody who wants us. Because we're simply, uh, although we're a conservative group, and I do support a lot of Republican conservatives, when we're on the road, we make sure that uh, we get our point across for our candidate, the American flag. And it's been very successful. And so if anybody wants to get in touch with us, our website's real simple campaign the number four america.com campaign the number four america.com and uh, we'll send them all kinds of information but they won't get from us as a request for money uh if they want to give fine but we we don't solicit for funds we pray about it so far you know what i'm i'm, I'm all right with what we're doing nice that is so good to hear and and, and this country needs uh, uh, people like you you started off our conversation steve talking about how we need to get involved we need to step up and start doing stuff whether it's uh you know maybe maybe running a little helping someone run a campaign maybe uh, going uh, for some kind of office yourself if you if you believe in something you need to go after it i love what you said too about uh, here's our candidate the american flag we need a lot more of that steve well, we sure do. Thank you. Now, 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 your name is what's your name? Andy Griffith, correct? Andy Griffin with an N, yeah. Griffin. Okay. Well, uh, well I'm reminded on a lot of broadcasts uh, that my name, Steve Rogers, is Captain America. Oh. So, uh, so, so, yeah. Steve Rogers was actually his name, Captain America. His name, Steve Rogers. I never knew that until somebody on one of the media outlets told me. So, <laughs> so I was about to ask you, how's Mayberry? But it's Griffin, not Griffin. It's close enough, though. It's close enough. In fact, I use his theme song sometimes in my in it. my show. And and you know the thing about it, like Steve Rogers, uh, you know that Captain America, Andy Griffith was a really good guy, and he believed in America and 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 you know fundamental uh, old school traditions. And and I'm kind of the same way. I hope you are too, Steve. Oh, I am too. I miss those days. I watch the reruns. But you know what? We have an opportunity. Uh, that's why we say never surrender, never give up. Let's shed some of that light on our children and grandchildren. Uh, let them see some of those uh, old day movies and yeah, they'll latch on to them. You know, not that they have to be glued to the TV, but the values come from the parents. And if the parents get involved and share with their children the importance of doing what? As you said, campaigning for America. Forget the politics. Think about your country. And I've got a plaque in front of me. It says, America, God shed his grace on thee. Well, who brings that grace? 
God brings that grace through you, through me, through those of us who get involved. You got time to take a phone call? I sure do. All right, let's do it. Ryan, I believe, on line two. Ryan, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing, Andy? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. You bet. I just had a question that I wanted to ask, uh, and it sounds like Steve may have the ability to answer that. But um, all of this push to get rid of police officers, uh, I felt in my own mind and heart that this is a, a ploy by the left to introduce a national police force. And I just wondered if he could comment on that. Well, I just, uh, I tell you, uh, it, it's like uh, you saw one of my broadcasts because I actually articulated that a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, you know, there is a strong socialist communist movement in this country. And you're absolutely right, my friend. You start talking about getting rid of local police forces, you're going to be talking about what? And they're talking about it now. National standards. Okay. That's a, 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 a the gateway to national police and then you know what, then we really have problems. So good point. That's what we have to fight. Keep things locally. The less you have government, the more freedom you have. Thanks, Ryan. Thank for you. I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, and, and, you know, they're already trying to do it with the vote. They're trying to take away the voting laws from states and, and nationalize that. And, uh, you know, I talked with uh, Mike Lee, uh, Senator Mike Lee, about this last week. And, he, you know, it, it's it's troubling because the more they take away from states, the more they take away from us, the people, and throw it into government hands, that, that means that the less freedom that we have in this great country. Well, you know, uh, Andy, conservatives outnumber the uh, liberals, the left, the progressives, the socialists, and communists by far. But conservatives have a habit of not going out and taking action, not going out and voting. Yeah. Uh, we did this time with President Trump. But we need to replicate that locally, statewide, etc. We have the numbers, but you know what we don't have? We don't have many leaders. We, we, we have a few out there. Obviously, President Trump's a, a great leader, but we've got a few out there speaking up. But we need local leaders to stand up and to say, look, we're going to start right here in the dining rooms, like Reagan said, and then extend that out to our communities. All right, let's go back to the phone. Steve is on line three. What's up, Steve? Yeah, good morning. Morning. Hi, Steve. Uh, first of all, thank you for your service and for the efforts. Uh, that's exactly what we need to be doing. But a lot of what you're talking about has to do with voting and get involved in politics. Well, I happen to believe that the last election, presidential election, was stolen through fraud. And I, because they got away with it, I suspect they're going to continue to get away with it. And so I'd just like to know what your thoughts are on uh, on that particular subject. And... Um, if, in fact, the election was stolen, and a lot of us think so, um, it hasn't been investigated or determined whether that was true or not. We just packed it away and said, well, we'll get him in 2022. I think the elections are no longer valid. I think we lost our republic in uh, uh, 2020 when President Trump was, uh, uh, was prevented from being seated in power. And so I'd like to have your thoughts on that. Sure, thank you. By the way, you got a good first name. Steve is a good name. <laughs> yes, I thought you uh, had a pretty good one, too. Steve Squared. That's pretty good deal. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. All right, so here's my feeling on it. I don't, think, uh, I don't think that they're going to attempt to steal uh, elections, at least in the, in, in the most recent uh, times coming up. All right, you say, I'll tell you what. They got the golden calf. They got the crown. They got the golden ring. They don't. The one thing they don't want to do now is to open up that, uh, that wound, if you will. Now, saying that, that doesn't mean we cannot um, 
afford, all right, on a local level all the way up to national levels to lay down and say this cannot happen again. Uh, but I, I just get this sense that because uh, I've worked, you know, I've arrested criminals my whole life. I put people, I put mobsters in jail. And the one common thread through all of these people is they did not come back if they got away with something, uh, with a massive uh, 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 death like this. Uh, they didn't come back and do it. They may try again, but not, not, not. I don't think we have to worry about the next year or so. Now, saying that, we have to be vigilant. As long as we elect people to office, and that's why I talk about local state elections, probably they're more concerned about a national election rigging that. But state and local, once we get our leadership in those positions, it'll be very, very difficult for them to commit these acts. Now, I think the Supreme Court should have taken uh, this case. Uh, I've always said, you know what, uh, let them look at it, let them review it, let everybody express their views, bring the evidence forward. They didn't. So we, but we have to move forward. They want to keep us tied up with this this um, tragedy forever. And I've shared with people: look, they're they're auditing in certain states. Let's see how that comes out. But let's not be anchored down with that. Let's rise above it and let's fight and fight and fight. We're, look, we're Americans. We bounce back. We're patriots. We're going to win. They know that. Uh, they're just buying time. But uh, have hope. Have confidence. Stay involved. We're going to be fine. Awesome. He's Steve Rogers. Steve, thanks so much for coming on today. It's been a pleasure. I love it. It's refreshing. And like I said, I think I, I, I think I'm in love with your candidate, the American flag. <laughs> well, well, you hug my candidate when you see him and her, right? She, okay. There's no in between. It's either him or her. So let's That's right. make that clear. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's Steve Rogers. Right. Thanks again, Steve. My pleasure. Thank you. We're interactive at The Andy Griffin Show. Call in now at 673-5890. Text in at 435-467-5842. Email at agriffin at cherrycreekmedia.com. Let your voice be heard on The Andy Griffin Show. The attitude from Steve Rogers, not a bad attitude, but a good attitude, an attitude of, hey, don't you quit. Don't you give up. You keep going and doing what you believe in. I like it. Thanks again to Steve Rogers for being on the program today. Uh, his website is Campaign for America, the number four. So Campaign, C-A-M-P-A-I-G-N, the number four, America.com. Now is our time is what it says right on the front page of his website. Uh, again, uh, thanks to Steve for coming on. We're talking about not giving up. We're talking about fighting for what you believe in here in America. We're talking about conservative values. And uh, we're talking with uh, Seth Stinston. What's up, Seth? Uh, good morning. Um, I really enjoyed speaking with the mayor of Enterprise yesterday, Mr. Humphreys. Pretty sharp guy, huh? Well, he he seems to have read the Constitution. I I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I if that's even. I, I called him up. He hasn't returned my call as of yet. But um, I wanted to congratulate him on his views and and that it was an honor to live close by Enterprise. So now how far are you central to Enterprise? What is it, about another thirty five miles, thirty miles? No, 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 fifteen. Oh, only fifteen. Oh, I didn't know you were yeah, that close. Yeah, but I have to come back, so that makes it thirty, right? Yeah, that's right. The, the mayor didn't invite me in to spend a night or anything, but I will get to know him. 
<laughs> so, um, speaking of uh, no, the other Steve there was uh, CIA military. Is that what uh, I didn't hear the show? So I'm asking Na- a question. He was naval intelligence uh, for 20 plus years. Naval intelligence and counterterrorism. Ah. Okay, well, that's some pretty good qualifications. How about another fellow, um, a Ph.D. Forrester? A, um, a military came up through the ranks, enlisted, ended up as a captain, chemical nuke, biological warfare. Um, he has all kinds of um, background, and uh, his, his name is Dr. William Mount, or just William Mount on YouTube. And they censor him unrelentingly, unre- constantly, uh, throwing him off the air, and then he has to conform, and he can't use certain words about the election or about uh, fraud, or he can't say the word Trump. And so he has to sort of tiptoe through the tulips, and he keeps talking about our government is no longer in Washington, D.C., Okay. That since the shutdown and since the National Guard and the uh, fences and everything, everything is being imported from another place. And it's his contention that they're operating from a military base um, in Fort McPherson, Alabama. Okay. With sound stages and, and people who know how to do this, I don't say that the windows and that uh, when things are going on in the White House, they look at the ongoing things and the lights aren't on and the people aren't there. And he claims that the Congress and the Supreme Court and that other branches um, and the presidency are being operated out of other places. And that would lead me to believe that these reporters that are reporting must know this they're receiving feeds or something, and that government has um, actually gone underground because you never know when rabid Trump supporters might storm in (laughs) and break things up. you got to watch out for those rabid Trump supporters. Uh, Yeah, they might wave a flag and put a funny hat on, MAGA. Yeah, Yeah, and and like Steve mentioned earlier, that... You know, who won the election and how did they do this? And uh, why is every time that something came up to be uh, for a judge that was uh, supposed to be impartial, they just didn't even bother to listen. And I guess Arizona and uh, other states are recounting and, and, and doing. And supposedly this month of June, they're supposed to begin to release this kind of things. Yeah, I and and I'm kind of skeptical, Seth. How about you? That that we're actually ever going to find out the real truth on the election? Well, there's um, another fellow um, about disclosure and UFOs. His name is David Wilcock. He did like a three-hour summation of counting machines and the Rockefellers and how they. I think it's Dominion. Yeah, that, Dominion. Uh, yeah. Counted the the ballots are being counted in Germany and all right. you know yeah. uh, it's uh, and they explain the origin of these machines were were 
uh, comparative to slot machines where they could uh, come out with the odds they wanted at yeah, any particular yeah. time. Yeah, I've heard okay, that Okay, and they bought up all of these counting machines, and since then, Rockefeller-associated people, or uh, maybe Democrats, they end up always winning. Yeah, it's when you stack the odds, that's a perfect tool, isn't it? I happen to believe it, and I, I got to cut Seth off. We got other callers that we need to get on the air, but I happen to believe, uh, and I've been roasted for this by members of my own family. Even uh, I've been roasted for this. I happen to believe I was there. We we worked all night that night covering the election. I went to bed. I, I left here about midnight. Trump was ahead in those seven key states by a significant margin in several of them. Wasn't even close. Uh, supposedly the polls had been shut down. They were no longer counting the rest of the night. I got up the next morning at 5 a.m. So a five-hour window in the dark of the night, and Biden had taken the lead in every single one of those seven states. Now, if the polls were closed and they were no longer counting, and Trump had a significant lead in, I think it was four out of the seven or five out of the seven states, how how did that happen? I was a frontline witness. You probably were too. And I, to this day, I'm, I just don't believe that the election was won honestly by the Democratic Party. All right, Richard. Hey, thanks for hanging on, man. What's up? Oh, thanks for conspiracy theories. Get my mind, blood pressure up again. <laughs> but anyway, when old Steve was on, he was talking about number one guy to vote for is the flag. Right. And that's kind of interesting. I was listening to a study that when flags are flown, children and young adults feel more patriotic. Yeah. And when you feel patriotic, you feel conservative. So you vote usually Republican. Why do you think the Democrats are in such a big rush? You know, they've got rid of the Pledge of Allegiance and the flags in the schools and football games and all this crap. I, you know, and you make a great point. Why, why do they not like America like it was? What was wrong with America in the 1950s? I mean, we had, yeah, obviously there were issues. Racism was, was an issue back then uh, much more than it is now. And, and there was even some bigotry and, and things, but for the most part, I truly believe America was great, really, really great. And, and, and so, you know, Richard, as, as you talk about that and the flags flying and we start feeling patriotic and, 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 and yeah, you're right, we're going to vote more conservative. But what's wrong with that? What's wrong with having America like it was? Well, it came to start when we had Obama in charge. Remember the flag on the lapel they used to wear, then he yeah. didn't wear it. Every president until yeah. him had worn one, yep. Yep, you know, and it's now, you know, when you have the flyovers at football stadiums and everybody stands up, you know, and feels patriotic. What do they try to do? Get rid of all this stuff, you know? It's just, hey, I, I, I don't know what it is. They've had this in the works for many years, you know, and unfortunately it's coming to fruition. Yep, we got to fight. We got we to gotta stand yes, up and do what we can, Richard. Fly, fly a flag today. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, by the way, you know, there was some a little bit of controversy with the Chamber of Commerce here in town. They had stopped doing the Pledge of Allegiance at their chamber meetings and things like that. 
I will say this. Uh, I think uh, kudos to Don Willie. He stepped up. They are having on June 30th a patriotic luncheon. Now, it's, it's a Wednesday. It's the middle of the day. A lot of you aren't going to be able to make it, but some of you will. And uh, Mike Lee is going to speak. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I mean, this is, it's going to be America. It's going to be, you know, we're going to have the flag. They're going to have live singers for the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, the Pledge of Allegiance a senator is going to speak. Uh, that's on, I, I'm going to double check the date, but I'm pretty sure it was June 30th. And, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, spend a few bucks. It's probably going to be 20 or 30 bucks. But spend a few bucks, go and be a part of it on June 30th a patriotic chamber of commerce luncheon. Uh, and they do not discriminate. Anybody can come to this. Uh, anybody with 30 bucks. Anyway, anybody can come to this. I, I love it. I think Don Willie realized, look, people are getting the idea that we are not patriotic in the chamber. That is absolutely not true. In fact, we're going to show you, we're going to have the special luncheon on June 30th, honoring our country. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a, a pretty cool deal. Uh, by the way, Chance to thank a sponsor. We got someone on hold too. We'll get to them as soon as we can get there. Uh, but uh, we've got to take care of a little bit of bills, or I lose my job, and then we got uh, some liberal running the show or something. Anyway, uh, Joe Shoney is a loan consultant. Uh, his specialty is customer service. He's with New American Funding, and the proof is in the reviews. Four point nine six out of five stars is his score online. That means that if you think about that, five hundred thirty eight reviews. If you average four point, that's like four hundred ninety. Six out of five hundred people think that this dude's a stud. That, I mean, <laughs> that's it's it's the absolute truth. His name is Joe Shoney. Uh, give him a call today. Four three five five nine zero sixty three hundred. We'll be right back with your calls and the rest of the show. This is America for crying out loud. Traditional conservative capitalistic. Let's band together and melt the snowflakes on the Andy Griffin Show. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 890, 94.9. KDXU, Southern Utah's news talk leader. Man, I'm feeling patriotic today. I love America. I love St. George. And uh, I love you guys for participating in this show. Let's go to Carol. Carol, thanks for holding on. You're welcome. And first of all, thank you, Andy, for being on the radio and being a voice for us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad I could do it. And they haven't fired me yet, even though I keep ignoring the boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, to go along with what Steve was saying, at our little, I live in Bloomington, and our little church over here has a sign, in trying times, don't quit trying I love that. That's a great saying. I'm going to put that on my wall. Is that okay? Yes. I have. I uh, think it. I look around my studio. I have like ten different little inspirational sayings. I think that one fits right in. It does. And have you delved into this critical race theory at all? Have you done any research on that? I, I've read two articles about it and was disgusted enough that I decided to d- dismiss it out of hand and don't even want to think about it ever again because I think it's ridiculous. Well, it is. It's communistic. It's anti-Christian. It's anti-American. So I'm going to compose a letter today to our local school board, um, Washington County um, superintendent, and beg him not to let this be taught in the schools. Good for you. Because it is pure, pure evil. Good for you. And, and, and that's, again, that's kind of the theme of the show today is do, if you see something wrong, do something about it. Writing a letter is a perfect example of that. Thank you, Carol. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, have a good day. Okay, you too. 
Let's go uh, over to line one. I think Betty's on the line. Betty, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Nice to talk to you. Thank you for so, calling. Thank you for, thank you for your show. I listen to it every day. And um, I just wanted to make a few comments about the Dr. Blodgett that was on last week. Yeah. And he mentioned, somebody asked him, I think it was Seth, asked him about any adverse reactions, you know, to the vaccines. Sure. And uh, he said there were none and um, no deaths, et cetera. Well, I do a lot of research. I'm a retired medical social worker, but I got on the VAERS, you know, on the CDC website. Anybody can go on and look this up. So far reported from December 14th to May 28th of this year, there's 5,165 deaths. And on the European database, there's 12,184 deaths, and there are over a million uh, injuries from, from it. There are 25,359 injuries in, on the CDC's website and 4,000 permanent injuries. So even, even in order to report that, that's they say that between 1% and 10% are really reported. So um, I just wanted to clarify some of his comments and make sure. I mean, I, I had all my children vaccinated, et cetera, but I believe this is still in the experimental stage and people need to do some studying before they do it because boys in the age of 12 to 18, there's 40 occurrences of heart inflammation and many, many blood clot problems and myocarditis in the young people. Mm-hmm. So, and like 920 women have lost their unborn babies wow. right after having the injection. So people need to do their study. There's, you know, it's, in my view, right now, it's not safe. I will say so, this, and I'm not sure, you know, I remember the comment by Dr. Dr. Blodgett, and I wonder if he was referring to uh, Washington County residents. I, I I don't know. And in fact, I tried to follow up with him, but he was t- he was going to call me back. And he was anyway. Long story short, uh, I haven't followed up with him just yet on this. But I wonder if he was talking about in our county or in our Southwest Utah, yeah. or what he was talking about exactly. Um, yeah. I, I I'm I'm with you as far as young people. I think there's absolutely no reason for anybody under the age of really under the age of 40 to, to even get the, the vaccination, except if you just want to, you know, make people happy, I guess. But, uh, you know, it, it's not it's not necessary for, for someone that is not going to get it most likely. And even if they did get it, is not going to get very sick. I don't think there's any reason right. to get it. Um, right. Well, and based on all these reports that are coming through, even through the CDC, and it's even difficult to report because your doctor has to do it. But people need to go on. Uh, you know, I would encourage people to go on there and make a report if they, you know, if they have, right. a, you know, bleeding or bad headaches or, you know, they go on just any kind of negative report. Because to me, it's in, in, in the experimental stage. And we're basically lab rats. <laughs> That's now I, now my I, view on it. I got the so. the uh, I got the uh, the uh, one shot uh, vaccine, and uh, I thought one thing I was impressed with was I got a text within an hour 
asking me if I had any symptoms. I got a text the first mm-hmm. day. I think I got that. And all you had to do was, was click on the little link in the text and hit a, fill out a little form about symptoms. Uh, I got a text that same night. I got a text every day for a week. And then after a week, they didn't text again for another week. And then after a couple of weeks, they didn't text again uh, for a couple of months. In fact, I just got mm-hmm. one yesterday. And I, I, you know, I'm trying to be a good citizen. I went ahead and filled everything out and, and, and let, yeah. let them know. But, uh, Hopefully they're 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 trying very hard to track it, but as you know, sometimes as a health professional, as you know, sometimes it's really up to the patient to. Actually well, and some of the adverse reactions they're reporting that in the future that it's going maybe a year or two that it will even show up. You know, the adverse reactions will show up. So, but anyway, I just think I would encourage people to do their own studying. You know, yeah. to go on, learn all they can about it. Because you're injecting something into your body that's going to stay there. And yeah, be, be informed. And anyway, yeah. yeah, be informed. Anyway. Right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think anytime, you know, and we have a show. It's called Pathway Hospice. So that It's on midweek at 830. Uh, they're so adamant that we got to take control of our own health. It's, it's kind of like your own country, your own community. You've got to take control. If it's your health, you do the research. You decide what's best for you. I thought the vaccine was fine. I thought it was good for me. I have had zero adverse effects. I'm glad I took it, and I I wouldn't change a thing. But you've got to decide what's best for you.